You ever wonder why we're here? I can't speak for either of you, but I'm just looking for a place to charge my phone. That looks like 30% to me. <laughs> Team Radio. We are having a grand old time tonight. We are looking at Red versus Blue Zero, Episode 2, Recovery. And having an actual number in the name is throwing me like you would not believe. But I'm here for it. It is a nice change of pace. With me is the internet's very own Mark Danica. I live here. This is this is wild. And I, I'm gonna learn the bits, I promise. <laughs> What? There's there's only one bit. <laughs> we don't even have enough for a shave and a haircut here. It's only one the one bit. And of course, as always, the wonderful Megan Salinas. Hey everybody. And I'm Katie Cullen. I'm running this show for some unknown reason because we're here. We love it. We have a very good time. <laughs> I think it's because you're you might be a teeny tiny bit invested in Red versus Blue. Yeah, I might be a little bit invested in this fandom. I think it was last episode where I had that Jesus Christ, it's been an entire decade, what is my life realization? But you know, that's all of 2020. So yeah, <laughs> let's let's get into the broad strokes first for recovery. Uh, Mark, what did you think of the episode? I liked it, but this felt like episode one, part two. Like we're still getting off the ground. We're still meeting our heroes and our villains, to be fair. But I I felt like there was a continued forward momentum, but not necessarily an impetus to really jump. It's a it's still a step in the right direction and a step towards like our our overarching story and, and we're we're getting there i just i wish that we were left with i mean we were left with a really awesome moment but i wish we were left with something that was a little bit more of a all right next episode boom we're in it we're we're here to we're here to stay let's go i mean legit we're we're still within the first i want to say 20 minutes of our maybe 120 minute movie and we're still kind of waiting for that hook like i feel you there megan what do you think I don't know what either of you are talking about. I am in. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, like, this was this was a good episode. This was a good, uh, to, to kind of piggyback off of what Mark was saying, uh, this was a great way to continue introducing us to all of our characters. Um, you know, and I, I always appreciate when uh, shows make their exposition dumps very interesting uh, with their visuals. And that's what we got this episode. We got a lot of information sent our way, not only about the characters, but also like very much world building stuff. Um, and so we got, we got those and we got cool action sequences on top of it. My only complaint was that I really, really didn't want the episode to end where it ended. I was like, no, give it to me. I need the next one now. <laughs> I mean, legit, that was, 
a beautiful, angry cliffhanger because every time the show gears up for a Carolina fight scene, we all just kind of lean in and go, yes. And then this one went, next time. And we went, no. Dang it. Although that does bring us in for episode three. And so, of course, we will all be coming back for that one. Um, I'm kind of in between the both of you. Like, this, I think, is going to be a season that's going to play a lot better when we all get the DVD Blu-ray combo and sit down and watch the whole thing strung together back to back to back. This is going to play a lot better as a movie than it is as individual 12 to 15 minute episodes, which I think is why this episode felt so much like an exposition dump, because this is a normal introducing the team thing that you would get for a movie where you have a team like this. You get the character gimmicks, you get the backstories, you kind of get that all at the front because it's, okay, here are these characters, here's the salient bits, now let's get into the action. And so to have that be an entire episode feels a little, I don't want to say jarring, but it's not something you'd normally expect of a standalone episode of a series. But when we get the movie stitched together, that I think is going to feel right at home because I, I keep coming back to this, but this is red versus blue does fast and furious. And and I understand where you're coming from with that, but it, it's not that it happened. It's that it happened again. We were introduced to the team and all of their sort of idiosyncrasies with the race, in my opinion. And I think that gave us the perfect introduction, introduction to who all of these characters are. We got the character descriptions that we would get in like the behind the scenes or like the promo packages as this hype package in the middle. So I, I think that's what, it, that's what was jarring for me is we already met them and we have like, I was already in on all of these characters and then you told me everything that I already knew. And like the new information came in, in the second half of the episode, but the, but the thing of Carolina reading everybody off, it felt less like she was introducing herself to these characters and that she was but she was introducing us to the characters but we were already introduced to the like we already met we already met at the at the last party that we all were hanging out at together and then here's here comes the new friend who's like oh have you met each other and we're like <laughs> yes yes we have what what this is it's that you know this is one of those scenes that's specifically designed for the trailer <laughs> Yeah, and, um, and that's that's fine. There's a there's a place for that, and I'm not saying that it affected my my feeling of the series because I'm in for all of these characters. I think it was just weird that they did it twice. Yeah, legit. I I would argue that I don't think we got as much out of because I I would say that this episode was kind of the yin to the first episode's yang, in which the first episode we got a ton about our villains in terms of names, powers, etc. Mm. And not a heck of a lot about our main characters. And then in this episode, we the, the, the villains were, it was good to see them, but we got pretty much nothing from them. But we got what we needed from our team of protagonists. Like, I'd, I'd say smush the two together and it's pretty well balanced. Which is why I think this is episode one, part two, you know, yeah, like there are yeah, two pieces yeah. that would fit in the same thing. Give us a half hour debut, make it a big event. But because they had so little episodes, let's stretch this out into a couple of episodes and ending with uh, ending with um, zero with that, with the pimp walk uh, heading out <laughs> with that bad man music. That's how you end the show. And I totally understand that. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah. just just mentioning that is all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's uh let's focus in on the team then because th- this is what most of this episode is. <laughs> so I'm kind of stitching together everything we learned about all of them in my notes. So up at the top is Axel. For alphabetical reasons, and also because I really like Axel. (laughs) And the show introduces him first in our little montage. So we talked about West being team dad last episode, but we learned this episode that Axel is a dad. He's got a wife and a kid at home. All he wants to do is hang up his dog tags and go back home to his lawnmower and his family. And also when he's daydreaming and you snapped him out of it, he says something about St. Augustine, which... Through me. I don't know what that's a reference to. But um, I think I'm moving all of my death flags from West to Axel. <laughs> I'm very worried about him now. Megan, back me up on this. Uh, <laughs> or don't. It's up to you. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree. I, I, I almost feel like we should take the team badge away from West and just straight up give it to Axel because he's giving... He he seems to embody that character type, that that particular archetype of, of Team Dad more than West does, because I think West's relationship with his daughter is a little bit more strained, things like that. But we'll we'll dig into that later. Um, but yeah, no, I absolutely adore <laughs> Axel, and yeah, but because he's so likable and so sweet, and in fact is something of an adopted father to Agent One, like. I'm sitting here going, oh yeah, no, we were wrong. We were wrong in our initial assessment. The only way it's West dying instead of Axel is if he's two days away from retirement. That's the only way it's going to happen. What do you think, Mark? Who's two days away from retirement here, if anyone? Yes to both. I think... <laughs> I, I think no, on- Dad's allowed. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we we established this rule back during Nomad. No papas. Or no, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> Only papas. What am I saying? So they'll they'll yeah. stay alive. Um, only papas I, for nomad. No papas for red. Only versus papas blue. for nomad. No dads for red versus blue. Yeah, no dads. Um, I don't. That's a that's a grim question. <laughs> Who's gonna die? Um, I don't. I I think um, the story that they represented with West seems like it might warrant itself a little bit more to a sacrifice, but. Uh, cause that, that's, that's kind of tropey, but I think that, uh, at the very least, I know I said last episode that we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who's going to live, who's going to die because these are entirely new people, but I, I think they'll, uh, sweep the rug from under us and, and everybody will live. That would be wild, but you know, everybody living would be wild. <laughs> yeah, that would be really nice, actually. Look, we've all been hurt by Ruby, and therefore I am terrified. Have you not been hurt by Red versus Blue? Yeah, but people tend not to die from that. Like, like I said last episode, our core cast for Red versus Blue is vaguely immortal at this point. So, having a new cast where everything is up for grabs, it's a little exhilarating, a little terrifying, and it's hard not to hang death flags on everyone. Um, I have no good segue from that, but we brought up East and West, so I kind of want to talk about them as a pair, partially because we don't get much from West that isn't Drill Sergeant or literally East's dad. 
So his story seems to be tied mostly to hers. Uh, Carolina's assessment of East is 18-year-old with daddy issues, which takes one to know one, I guess. And <laughs> we get, well, she's not 18 anymore, but come on. And we get the backstory that she nearly died when she was young, that West gave her up to something called Starlight Laboratories, which is evidently a subdivision of something called the Alliance of Defense, and that they performed experiments on her that saved her life and also gave her super speed that they are calling First Step. So this is a lot. This is a lot for these two characters. Uh, Mark, what do you make of it? I like birth step. They were implying heavily that you give, you can give as much as you take. So there's probably going to be a situation where she pushes herself a little bit too hard. Wes comes in for the save, sacrifices himself and uh, is either mortally wounded or is fine. Um, it, it's presenting a lot. It's, it's, it's telling us a lot of what can happen. And I hope it doesn't like by being so, clear about who these characters are what they represent they're they're sort of giving us a paint by numbers picture of what could happen and i hope i hope that it i'm i'm wrong about this really i i really hope that i do but i i feel like it's it's not i know that it's trying to be cookie cutter and it's not trying to be like deep in lore which is why we have these two new organizations but um or one of the reasons why we have these two new organizations but I imagine like regardless of what happens like I'm I'm less <laughs> I'm less concerned about plot and more about these these actors and these characters have created relationships already where I just want to see them all succeed. So I they're kind of giving us a hint of where it's going and I I really don't I continuing that the conversation from last week. I don't know what to expect because it could be a big faint and we don't we have no idea. They've given us something of a roadmap, but you want to go off-roading. Oh, 100%. That's what episode 1 was all about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but race ya. We got to <laughs> burst through this building. Hey. Um I I really like the the stuff that we got introduced to. I, I wholly agree with Mark. I love super speed superpowers. Um, but I always find it interesting too when there's a superpower with a drawback. Like um, I think that's one of the, the things that makes for really compelling superheroes. It's like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, but like also being a superhero would totally suck if you had this particular power. Um, and so I like that there's a cost to her having to use her super speed. Um, I, I always appreciate that. And I think that's a really good setup for good drama. Um, and as far as creating an interesting dynamic with we uh, West and East, yeah, I, I definitely think that since there are some strained relationships in the, within this group and some rivalries and a couple of really strong headed people who both want to prove themselves and everything like that. I, I feel like we're getting a lot of like the building blocks for, okay, here's our setup. And ultimately these are the challenges that these characters are going to have to overcome in order to come together as a team. Um, which, you know, I appreciate. 
I think the one thing I'm a little disappointed in here is that they made a big deal about she's got a superpower. Oh, it's a give and take. They made it pretty clear that there is some balancing act going on here, but there's, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get consequences for it. That there's, hey, we're laying this bit, and then we have no inkling of what that is. Like, I understand why, but I kind of, I just, I like to know what the rules are. Because yeah, they also did point. it with Axel commenting on, you know, don't push your suit. Remember your suit limiters. Otherwise, you'll be in a world of hurt. And it's like, okay, I get that they're laying these building blocks, but I'm not a patient human and I want to know now. <laughs> um, so go ahead, Mark. Sorry. Also, I wanted to ask, Does so these are two new organizations, but what if they're not? Ooh. You think the UNSC rebranded? Well, it's not necessarily that. What if somebody had freelancer tech and like suit enhancements that that they were experimenting on and created a new organization which led to um which led to Shatter Squad? I mean, that's legit. That's that's Skipping a little bit ahead, because I definitely have more talk about these crazy new organizations later on the list, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. You're, you're, you're picking up what I'm putting down, we're, even though I put it down in the wrong place. We're talking about these two organizations specifically because of what they did to East, so I think it works in. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think it's applicable to the conversation. I mean, we have no idea what these two organizations are. We have... The Alliance of Defense, which I guess is who Wash and Carolina are currently working for, along with Shatter Squad. And we have Starlight Laboratories, which is also, when we see the helmet cam footage, we see S.Industries at the bottom of that, which may or may not be the same thing. Who knows? I am wary of this, as I am rightfully wary of all corporations and larger organizations in Red vs. Blue. Because it turns out they're all fucking terrible. <laughs> and I doubt this is an exception, especially with Carolina's comment about, I can't go to the AOD for backup. They will sweep this all under the rug and we'll lose them. So I have some concerns, mostly that they continue to work for these organizations and not like the military itself, not directly the UNSC, just kind of... Eh. I have several concerns, and most of them are large corporations. Uh, Mark, yes, more on this. Did you have more on this, or are you just throwing stuff at the wall the same way we all are? Well, it's it's just because it's so it's such a interesting thing. Like it seems more common just in Halo that the that the Spartans have certain uh, armor modifications that can help them in the field. But when we're talking specifically about red versus blue, it evokes the freelancers and this this type of, um, and especially with um, Washington Carolina uh, being present, there's there's I I don't think I think it's interesting that they chose people that were in and around the freelancer program with and and they're pairing them and and maybe not necessarily like from a from an official military standpoint because those those two forces interacting were probably never intended but i wonder if there's something at work to where this is a 
pickup of Project Freelancer, but it's under completely different circumstances. Completely, and maybe one person is connected with the with the previous project. Maybe somebody found these files and is like, "Oh, we can use this for something." But I I can't imagine that there that there wouldn't be some sort of minute connection to Project Freelancer, and maybe that's just wishful thinking. Someone went to Chorus and raided Hargrove Souvenir Room. <laughs> yeah, why the hell not? Yeah, I mean, especially if this is a an organization that, as Carolina points out, is kind of known for sweeping unpleasant things under the rug, uh, it wouldn't at all be a surprise if the remnants of Project Freelancer, if um, whatever was left of all of that got re like if all of those assets got reappropriated to other departments or to other like sister organizations something like that mm-hmm. i i don't know how, how the military structure works in uh red versus blue fanfic world slash it doesn't Halo work <laughs> um but yeah i could definitely see those assets going to a completely different um side of things or even a new department being created specifically for the purpose of being like let's just shove all this over there and um you know we'll never have to talk about project freelancer ever again why do you ask Uh, we don't have anything to do with that we're the alliance of defense oh my god i will say just as someone who again approached this season with all right completely new slate completely new everything if it all comes back to freelancer again I don't honestly know how to feel about that. (laughs) And partially because, uh, again, this was advertised as a completely clean slate. So even finding out that that wasn't the case was a little jarring. But if if everything once again comes back to Freelancer, we're going to drag Church back from the grave and then just... (laughs) No, I don't. Dr. Director Leonard Church, not the one we actually like. I think it's more of like, it would be more of a message of the future is what you make it sort of a thing is like here here like we're not we can't atone for what project freelancer did but we're certainly going to try to make the world a better place yeah there's just because the aod wants to sweep some stuff under the rug that doesn't necessarily make them the bad guys and i mean then again we've we're we're all conditioned not to trust and i think those are good instincts and we should definitely follow that line of reasoning yeah but there's very little little evidence right now to suggest that they're the ones we need to be wary of but maybe that's where our team of villains comes in see i actually do want to throw a theory out there contingent with sweeping things under the rug and armor modifications we've never seen before proceed Who's to say that our villains didn't used to work for the AOD, or specifically Starlight? They have the crazy light-up armor modifications that our Shatter Squad seems to have. They knew exactly how to hit a secured facility and knew exactly what was moving in when. Who's to say that, if not the entire team, at least zero, isn't something that used to be part of the AOD, and got swept under the rug. Well, there uh, it you can see it in the naming convention. Zero comes before one. That's exactly what I was going to say, Mark. <laughs> yeah, ze- zero's the beta. Oh my Or the God. alpha, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the the beta the beta test. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh my god, yeah. wow. Yeah, alright, I'm here, I'm in for this theory. Pin that sucker to the wall, we'll come back to it later, maybe, I think. I I have uh, an, ad- an addendum I would like to put to that theory, Mark. Do it. Is it a dab? <laughs> no, but it is you a Because you would have earned it. It's a dad? It's a dad. Oh boy. Uh, we have East and West, you know, there's a, a father-daughter relationship there with the naming convention, and we have Zero, and one, and again, we're we're no. jumping ahead no. because no. <laughs> <laughs> Le- drop drop me off at the gas station. You can keep going, but I'm I'm hopping off. Wee! Okay, bye, Mark. <laughs> Duck right. and roll, Mark. Yep. Later. <laughs> uh, but okay, have, so now that he's gone, let no. we have zero and one, and that's not to say that they necessarily have to be related, but. It stands to reason that since East and West are connected in some way, it would stand to reason that Zero and One would be connected in a similar way, especially since all of her family were AOD, uh, were AOD, like, veterans, I think, and all killed in action. What if... What if... It's it's her mom. Zero is her mom with a voice modulator. Yeah, do it. Um... Fuck yeah, pull a text. Here's, what if, huh, 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 what if, on, AO, what if AOD, what if, they, what if they thought of AOD second because it's a reversal of DOA, of Dead on Arrival? And, <laughs> but what if it's, what if it's repurposing of soldiers? What if it's just oh. re- repurposing of soldiers and technology into a new uh, into a new purpose, a new a new use. Well, that would explain why they picked up Carolina and Wash. Yeah, yeah. they broke it as f- <laughs> <laughs> microwave parts in the brain. Uh, <laughs> Biggest <yikes>. budgets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though that I yeah I. Welcome. I think I'm putting a little more stock in the the not shatter squad the villain squad the zero Viper. squad the whatever the Viper. hell we're calling it the Viper. secret snakes oh my god the secret snakes you're right yeah. there's one in every episode i forgot <laughs> let us know if you find the secret snakes that don't actually ex- ex- exist and are actually a running gag in this no, you'll, podcast you'll you'll uh you'll win a prize <laughs> <laughs> Make a very good argument as to where the secret snake is in every episode. And uh, and your prize is a daddy death flag. Uh, <laughs> yeah, new in the merch store. I mean, we should. Terrifying. We really should. Terrifying. I, I will tempt I like you. it. I will tempt you. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, I'm not putting quite as much stock in the theory that one is biologically related to zero and or potentially using a voice modulator, but shit, I would be there if it happened. Regardless. So that's what we have on one, is that, yeah, she's a chip on her, she has a chip on her shoulder, she needs to learn to lead a squad, but also, she's the only one in this squad that enlisted, which is, how did everyone else get here? How did everyone else get here? Not necessarily that she was the only one of the squad that enlisted, the only one of West's daughters that enlisted, Ah. because he said, now I have three daughters, because I took her in. That's true. I took that to mean the only one of the squad. We're we're playing the pronoun game here. (laughs) We're playing the pronoun game, and nobody wins. So do we have anything else to say about one? 
Um, just that I, I like that both she and East, um, I like how much a Carolina sees herself in both of them. Like, and, and that's why this episode ends on the note that it does is that Carolina can see a lot of like, oh, I, I remember having to go through those struggles and wanting desperately to prove myself and having family issues that I had to work through and everything like that. I, I like that those that those are things, those are elements of their characters that Carolina can relate to, and that Carolina then can use that as a jumping off point to be a good mentor to the both of them and to maybe keep them from making the same mistakes that yeah. she did. Oh, yeah, definitely a please don't make my mistakes sort of situation. Mark? Learn from my mistakes. <laughs> a sign of wisdom to be able to do that honestly i used to be with it but then they changed what it was now what i'm with isn't it and what's it now is weird and scary to me and now i'm against it (laughs) okay let's 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 talk about the last member of our squad let's talk about raymond this poor child (laughs) whom we love I, re- I again, we didn't get much more than new guy and techie, but hacker voice I'm in just completely fucking floored me. Mark, you seem to like this human quite a bit. What did you I think do. about him in this episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like in terms of likability vibes, like I know, I know, I'm not, I'm not trying to compare the two characters, but I, I get a similar sensibility to like tucker from like season one in the sense of ah funny guy i identify (laughs) i look at this funny man um (laughs) but um but i i like him and um i he also showed what he brings to the dance like he spent most of the time being oh i gotta charge my phone but once they were on assignment he was like look here's here's what i do here's what i good at i'm good at already done whatever lol um so i'm excited to see what how he disrupts uh, f- forgive my use of this term how he disrupts the meta of shatter squad in the sense that uh they seem to have a way that they do things even if it's not quite teamwork he may be that missing link that they're looking for to bring everybody together and i look forward to that oh yeah he's he's like distilled blood gulch yeah yeah that's a good way to put competent it competent in his specific area <laughs> Oh, we'll oh, see. Yeah. We'll see Caboose shine through. Sometimes I bet we haven't already. This place is spooky. Yeah, <laughs> Megan. Uh, yeah, I really, really like Raymond. Um, I I appreciate the the combination of irreverence, cowardice, and competence that this character displays. He's, I think, distilled blood gulch is a really good way of um is is a really good way of putting it um kind of what mark was going off of last week when it came to talking about raymond he to me he seems to be like simmons and griff smashed into one character and i really like that (laughs) he's their adopted son in my head (laughs) dude my two dads exactly shout out to the grimmins shippers uh no dads no dads in rvb no dads 
Aww. Didn't we say yeah, only dad? Uh, never mind. No, it was only, only papas, papas no, no dads. dads. No dads. Okay, that's right. Oh, no. That's because it sounds like nomads, so only papas, no dads. Huh. What, about, what about daddies, though? Everyone's a daddy. All right, moving on, moving on, moving on. You know how long I've keep, been in this fandom. Let's keep talking. Let's keep talking about the, the let's do, let's just go. Actually, actually. Speaking of moment, daddies. <laughs> speaking of daddies, let's talk about iTunes. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say Carolina. No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I mean, also, yes. But no. Carolina is daddy. I told you, everyone is daddy. I've been in this fandom long enough to know. We're all daddy down here. Hey, what are we even talking about anymore? Yes. iTunes. We are talking oh. about iTunes. Good God. <laughs> and how super grateful we are that all of you who have left reviews on iTunes have done so. We love your reviews. They give us life, which is really great in the year of our Lord 2020. And also, you know, when you leave a review, it helps other people to find us. It lets other people know that, hey, this is a good podcast that you should totally stick in your ears because that's where podcasts belong, in your ears. Yeah, and if you leave a review, we like to give you a shout out on the show. Also, if you are in an iTunes store that is not the American iTunes store, we have a little trouble seeing those because iTunes decides that you can't see reviews that aren't from your own country because they're fun that way. So if you do leave a review in the iTunes store that is not the American iTunes store, please, please, please screen cap it and tweet it to us at the Rooster Team. That is our Twitter. We are also at the Rooster Team on any and all of your podcast services, which you know because you're listening to this, but also please tell your friends. Uh, we are the Rooster Team on Tee Public, where we have all sorts of fun merchandise, which may or may not include Daddy Death Flag relatively <laughs> soon, which I am here for. Uh, yes, do we have any new ones? We don't have any new reviews, but we do have a new uh, supporter on Anchor. And what that is, is if you if you support the show and you want to um, support financially, Anchor offers paid subscriptions where monthly you give a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever, whatever you have. Um, I'm not going to say the name of our uh, our new supporter just in case because it, it gives us their like actual name as opposed to a screen name. So if if you're the person that has started supporting us recently, please let us know because we would like to, to shout you out immensely. But we also respect your privacy um so um if you're interested in doing something like that just click through our anchor link and and find out um i i want to say personally that uh a lot of the stuff it's it's been a rough year and a lot of the stuff that comes through on anchor has really helped me out of a couple of tough spots so uh those of you that have supported or listened when we had like ad support um i i humbly Humbly thank you for, for helping me out in this garbage fire of a year. Yeah. Thanks, 2020. But Can't, actual good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Earl. But actual honest thanks to all y'all who have helped out and who have supported us. And if you would like to support us and also get some nice little goodies for yourselves, we do have a sponsor, Fred He Bakes. At the moment, he does cookies, and they are 
amazing cookies. His base cookie is the brown sugar buddy. It is like a cross between a ginger snap and a spice cookie and a molasses cookie. It is chewy. It is wonderful. And if you use a normal size mug, it's about the right size to go just on top of that mug so you can kind of heat it up with your nice warm drink of choice so it's nice and warm and then you dunk it in the drink and then you eat it. And seriously, guys, these cookies are amazing. Incredible fall cookies. Probably a little late to do any ordering for Thanksgiving if you're in America, but amazing holiday gifts. He also does maple brown sugar buddies for if you want extra fall in your fall cookie. And I tested these myself and they are unbelievably good. A plus Dunkin' apple cider cookies. If you are not a spice cookie fan and lead more towards the chocolate side of things, he does big chip buddies. Imagine a very large muffin, like kind of the kind that you get from Costco if you've got a Costco near you, and if not, just a very large muffin. Cut the top off, take that muffin top. That is a big chip buddy. They are big, they are fluffy, they are packed full of chocolate chips. They are an incredible chocolate chip cookie. And if you're like, these all sound really good, I want to try them all. Fred does sample boxes so you can get a little bit of everything sent to your home. Everything is fresh, never frozen. Everything is made to order in small batches and you cannot find these flavors in stores. You can find them by going to fredhebakes.com, three words, fredhebakes, and use coupon code THEROOSTERTEAM for 20% off your entire order. fredhebakes.com and coupon code THEROOSTERTEAM. Treat yourself. You have survived 2020 thus far. You deserve it. All right, let's move into... The characters were the bulk of this episode, so everything else I have is disparate notes, starting with Tiny is the best. Tiny is amazing, and I love her. What do we think of Tiny? Megan, tell me about Tiny. (laughs) I mean, we didn't get a ton, but what a fantastic introduction. And it's just... I know we were talking last week about how great it was to have a character with Diesel's stature um, in like amongst our group of villains. I didn't think we were going to get anybody with an equal stature on our, you know, team hero. (laughs) And we did. And she's adorable. And now I want nothing else but to see them fight. (laughs) Seriously. No, legit. I'm with you on that one. You want to see Tiny throw hands? I No, I want to see Tiny absolutely drop Diesel. <laughs> oh my There's god. There's a bit I of a difference. I didn't realize I needed that. Yeah, straight up. Tiny rules. Um, the, the one I thing... want her to pick up that warthog and beat him to death with it. <laughs> that doesn't seem physically That's, possible. Those anyway. were Diesel's last words. <laughs> yeah. That is literally a deleted scene from volume six. Volume eight, rather, yeah. where the meta picks up a warthog and just kind of kills Wash with it. And that's why they deleted the scene. Because <laughs> it's like, some people would survive that. He wouldn't. I would love to see Tiny do that to Diesel. That would be, oh my God, you've made me so happy. I hadn't even considered this. What I took from that scene, aside from the fact that Tiny is amazing and deserves the world, is that for some reason, despite the fact that they are working in a high-tech facility with high-tech training capabilities and high-tech armor, their vehicles are basically 94 Toyota Corollas. They're terrible. That's just 30 automobile. (laughs) I tell you, 
You go on any lot and they'll tell you that's a sturdy automobile. Not that warthog that we saw. Hey, I thought we were talking about the 94 Corolla. I had to drive a 94 Corolla for a while. Let me you, tell you, that shit ain't fun. You take care of that car, it'll last you for the rest of your life. That's all I'm saying. Why are you from Minnesota all of a sudden? I'm a car salesman, that's all. <laughs> Minnesota is where all car salesmen That's come where from. all car salesmen come from. That's our homeland. <laughs> As someone descended from a Minnesotan, I resemble that remark. <laughs> and yet I do not sell cars. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I cannot figure Stop out. Stop denying your true calling, Katie. <laughs> I have the charisma score for it, but not the morals. Uh, anyway, stereotypical jokes aside, I cannot for the life of me figure out why a top-of-the-line facility doesn't have actual vehicles to give their supposedly top-of-the-line squad. Megan, you're leaning. You you got something for that? AOD has nothing to to do with what they're about to do. <laughs> like, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but you'd think they could still requisition equipment that doesn't suck. Not when the not when Shatter Squad is constantly on purpose running their warhogs through buildings right. when they don't need to. <laughs> All right. Let's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we we saw why it's destroyed, but I have a I have I'm gonna posit a different theory. Do it. One of the armor modifications they're working on is essentially turbo teen. <laughs> that's going to be Raymond's armor ability is he's going to turn into a car when he gets a little bit too warm, just like turbo teen. I wish y'all could see my face right now. If anybody I wish y'all could see my face right now. Do do us a favor and Google Turbo Teen. Now I just want to see, like, I just want to see a warthog with Raymond's face on the front. <laughs> just like that's that's the red versus blue equivalent of Turbo Teen. I've said Only Turbo Teen more times in this past five minutes <laughs> than I think I have in my entire life. I'm kind of trying to figure out where you pulled this one from. <laughs> like, why did we think of Turbo Teen all of a sudden? Well, because I was thinking of, of cars, and this wonderful uh, Minnesotan man just left my apartment and my life. And, like, y'all were talking about cars, and we were talking about, like, other sort of body modifications, or not body modifications, but armor modifications. And it was like, oh, well, what if it's, like, a Skywalker where they just put wheels? What if it's Turbo Teen? I would like you to know that you seem to have killed Megan. Hey, she Megan. All right, all right. When she, when, when, like, she, if she can understand, um, hey, stop. <laughs> yes, because that helps. I, so I, I mean, I learned that they're like the five stages of death. Uh, that like, and what? that's one of them is just hey, stop. The five stages of death. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's an old reference. I'm gonna have to put that in our Discord. Okay. All right. No, 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 no. We are getting back on track for what is Blood left of this episode. <laughs> the five signs of death, not the five stages of death, the five signs of death. Okay. That's a little different. All burnt yeah. up. All right. Can we talk about our snakes in every episode? Well, can I, because but you never, you never asked me about Tiny. <laughs> I did too ask you about Tiny. I just kind I, of, I, I just kind of interjected. 
I I interrupted you, Mark, when you were talking Please about Tiny. Please continue to tell me about Tiny. So the, the and not necessarily Tiny specifically, but the whole scene felt like we we changed from a film property to a theater property because I know we're back and we're doing motion capture again, but I think they lost a lot of subtlety by by going so overt with every character, and instead of just being characters moving, it became sort of noticeable. And it was hard to pay attention because I was like, oh, they're moving. They're really, oh, they're really moving. They're, they're dancing. And it felt like something that theater actors would have to do in order for people in the back row to see all of the actions as opposed to a film audience, which should be able to see everything. And it's one of those things that I believe we talked about similarly in the last episode where hopefully as they go along, they get a little bit more confident with the technology and in their storytelling. But um, I'm, I'm, 100% here for a tiny uh, uh, spinoff series and I'm going to stop comparing them to the original cast but tiny is literally the anti uh, Lopez <laughs> cool got it I love it Selfie. and I would absolutely love tiny's version of pimp my ride whatever that winds up being mm. fabulatize my ride Whatever it is, I am here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Now, as I was saying before, Mark reminded me that he had opinions on Tiny and the world deserved to hear them, which God is Goddamn right. You're goddamn right. <laughs> we want to talk a little bit about our snakes in every episode. so And, and that's what I'm going to be calling them now, goddamn it, because for some reason, I can't remember Viper Squad, but I can remember snakes in every episode. Because it sounds like a beautiful, terrible catchphrase. A snake in every episode makes it sound like it's something you got to keep on your toes about. So I think that's why it's sticking I in your mean... You got to be cautious. <laughs> How many voices do you have, Mark? Yes. Okay. Okay. Just just wanted a good estimation, and that's uh, that's a good solid one. I think we established so... early on that this is going to be a weird one. <laughs> we established that off camera, but you know what? Yep. <laughs> Y'all got cameras. Oh, okay. Woo! Big budget over here. The biggest. Megan, stop. Uh, you're gonna murder me. Okay, stop then I'll stop. It. I want to live. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> this is the magic, folks. This is the magic. Ruby is a well-oiled machine, and the Red versus Blue podcast is just doing its best. It's it's a it's a torn apart uh uh Puma. We need Tiny to reconstitute our podcast. <laughs> Dude, let's Tiny go. To fix us up. I'm here for it. Anyway, let's talk about our snakes. We seem to be short one very large snake and also one Agent Washington because evidently they decided to just pick him up and take him with him because they needed an additional daddy on their squad. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Am Who I right? doesn't? Who would not take the opportunity to pick Wash up and take him with him? Yeah. But we... <laughs> We have, essentially all we get from them this season is a fight scene, because this is very much a Shatter Squad-focused episode. And so what we get from Viper Squad is Diesel is Sir not appearing in this episode, and our other two are at what seems to be an alien temple, putting very specific items in very specific places, and then fighting giant monsters, giant automatons. Temple guards. Temple guards, yeah, essentially. What stuck out to me in this one was just like we trained for. 
So, or just like we practice, something like that. But the long and very short of it is they seem to be prepared for this too. So my question is, how? Please feel free to throw things at the wall. Megan, let's start with you. <laughs> um, well, I guess it comes down to the fact that we as the audience still don't know exactly what they're after. Um, but whatever it is, just like with the alien artifact at the base that they got in the first episode, they knew exactly everything they needed to know in order to in order to execute like this heist basically and to in order to successfully take down wash and carolina as well um to people that we know can give a you know a lot of rough opponents a run for their money so whatever their source of information is it's comprehensive which makes me think that they either got a hold of some alien database or perhaps there's another member of their squad who happens and their superpower happens to be not teleportation or super speed or super strength, but a form of clairvoyance, maybe, or or telepathy that would provide them with all this intel. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff at the wall. <laughs> that was what I invited you to do, Mark. So Diesel isn't so much a snake in every episode as he is a manaconda. Um, yes and that's all i have (laughs) um, well that means the other two need names uh, snake illusions um so deadly viper assassination squad we got manaconda and we need two more (laughs) yeah but let us know uh, on twitter using uh at the rooster team but um the dichotomy of this scene versus the training scene with um with east and one was to show seemingly to show teamwork and the comment that uh shadow squad needs to work on their teamwork and it looks like viper squad is in sync and that's not a a joke about boy bands um that's all i got for that one too but uh i i I like the scene i thought it was fine it i don't know if it's just the way that they're doing um color balancing but it it doesn't look like exactly um one of my favorite guns in the fr- in the in the Halo f- uh, franchise which is the binary rifle from uh Halo 4 it's just it makes it's a sniper rifle that makes things just like tron digitize and just fall into cubes essentially um it looks like that but i the the actual gun itself doesn't look like that this is on zero if that wasn't made clear um but the just the style of things just totally digitizing and going away is like mm, it's another thing that makes me invested in zero but it also makes me wonder how the teamwork of shadow actually if the teamwork of viper squad is going to is going to be enough for whenever uh shatter squad learns that friendship was the friendship they made along the way and (laughs) become a stronger team as a result because these two seem to be just in it who knows maybe they're a father and daughter we have no idea it could just be a father daughter outing daddy dead red flag dead dead dads (laughs) no dads no dads no dads all dead (laughs) however daddies 
Yeah, there there isn't a lot to analyze in this scene, but yeah, the back and forth between the two different fight scenes is just absolutely beautiful. To me, that was the thing that really stood out is swapping back and forth between these two as a method of compare and contrast. Like, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, I think I need to see more of a snake in every episode next episode and uh, see what happens. And also we need to call Zero King Cobra. Yeah, there you go. He's the Cobra, Cobra Commander. Commander. Yeah. Yes! Commander. That's a different <laughs> reference. All right. Cobra Commander, Manaconda, and the Asp. I don't know. Dad Asp. <laughs> Dad Asp. Yep. All right. We have winners. We have winners. Still tweet us your alternate titles, though. That's delightful. Yeah. Yeah. If you can come up with something that rolls off the tongue a little easier than Dad Asp, as much as I love it. That's going to be a hard one to say correctly. But we have, in A Snake in Every Episode, we have Cobra Commander, Manaconda, and Dad Asp. I'm here for it. (laughs) I am here for the sheer chaos that that imbues in this show. Like, it didn't already have sheer chaos. Um, That is all my notes. Did uh, we have any other thoughts? Oh, just Megan. In, in regard to the to the juxtaposition of the fight scene. Yes. I know I said it last week, but I really love the colors. <laughs> oh, yeah. I really love um, the way the armor lights up and uh, the way uh, the it looks when people are executing their superpowers. At, like, it's just those little lighting details that just take something from good to great. And so I'm really enjoying it. I'm really 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 loving just the look of this season i do have to concur with you mark when it comes to like the normal sort of interpersonal interactions it does feel a little theatrical in that like theater actors have to play to the back row with all their gestures and mannerisms and everything like that so i i definitely concur with with your take on that because it's like, oh, there's a lot of gesticulating that looks kind of unnatural when you're this close up. But honestly, I think that's a nitpick because the rest of the motion capture looks so, and like the polished animation looks so damn good. Agreed, so, totally. Yep, so I'm, I'm here for it is the long and short of that. All right. Yeah, I, I concur. Oh God, there goes the brain. All right. Well, I'm actually, could I, well, could I have, could I, uh, we've been positing a lot to the episode, or to the, wow, hello. We've been positing a lot <laughs> during the episode to the listeners. And so I got to ask, what's our squad name? Ooh. Oh, oh could, dear good Lord. I want to hear this. What do you think our this. squad name would be? Do you, let us know. Ultimately, um, because I like will sweeten the pot for this one, go, go for it. Take about two weeks, and after we come back from Thanksgiving, I'm gonna pick a winner and have Fred send you some cookies. All right, All fair right. enough. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how do we want them to send it via Twitter or our Discord, perhaps? I would love them to send it via Twitter so we could have it all in one place. I, I mean, uh, regardless, yes. If if you send it to us, yes, in a, yes. if you send it, send us to us in a place that isn't on Twitter, because maybe people aren't on Twitter, this we can true. we can post it and tag you just to make sure that you're credited, um, in any way, true. shape, or form. 
However, it needs to be a squad name, and you have to come up with a title for each one of us. Okay. <laughs> Thematically appropriate. Hey, if they're, if they're gonna get cookies, they're gonna work for it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> Thematically enough. appropriate, in much the same way that we have ridiculous snake puns for everyone. Yeah. So yes, that's our beautiful unofficial contest. Name our squad. Give us ridiculous names. And uh, we'll send. We will announce the winner in let's say two episodes time. So let's say episode four, and we will send you cookies from Fred's. Yeah, it'll happen. It's a deal. So now that we've announced our impromptu contest, <laughs> does uh, does anyone have any final thoughts about the episode? I'm excited to see where we go from here because. Viper Squad has something. And and I hope that the what the scene ends up being is like um <laughs> now I'm like, wait, what's their snake name versus what's their actual name? Um <laughs> no, right. Zero Zero and Knife Wife and FaZe come back there's so many nicknames. But Zero and FaZe come back to find Diesel who's like been choking wash the whole time. And oh, no! whatever. <laughs> The, let the manaconda choke whoever he wants to choke. He's the manaconda. Um, That's okay. But, Sometimes people like seeing daddies get choked. But the scene, oh, I didn't sign up for this. But it's a. Um, Did you not? No, I didn't sign up for Wash's daddy. Hi, Shannon. But uh, the the thing that um, I I think it, like we're gonna get like a, a villain spiel like as they as they like show off whatever their new toy does. Either it's gonna be somebody with the information on the good guy side or zero is going to get caught monologuing or something like that. I'm in, I'm in. I, I will say that um, I very much enjoyed this episode. Uh, and after last week's episode, I was content with the thought that like, okay, you know, Carolina and Wash are very much going to be on the sidelines this season, and that's okay because Shatter Squad is our focus and everything like that. I got to tell you, though, it was really freaking gratifying to see Carolina destroy that cast and go, okay, I'm going to go teach some kids what's what. <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, please don't re-break your arm. Please don't re-break your arm. Oh, God, we don't need this again. Why? Have you learned nothing? But yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm just, I'm very happy that she's not just going to be on the sideline. That's all. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's Wash's job. <laughs> He's our damsel. He's our damsel this season. It'll be fun. Yeah. So, join us next week for episode three. We are going to have a grand old time. In the meantime, Mark, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Mark B. Donica. Um, I streamed Miles Morales the other day. That was a hell of a time, and I'm going to go back. I unlocked a bunch of side missions, did them all off stream, and then I'm going to go right back into the story, all super powered and stuff. And, and so make sure to follow on Twitter for that. What? Follow on Twitch for that. And then my wife and I also do a theme park podcast every week. We stream it live on the Twitch channel on Sundays, and it gets released in podcast form on Wednesdays. It is called the Party of Two Pod. Uh, this next upcoming week, we're going to be talking about Universal's Christmas offerings and whether they're good. Good, bad, safe, or not. All right. 
I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. If you want to hear Katie and I talk about horror things, I have a YouTube channel called Silver Screen, so that's where we can go for that content. And I also have a uh, Lost retrospective podcast called No Love Lost, where my co-host Willing loves Lost, and I don't, and we talk about it. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. If you like reaction videos to Rooster Teeth properties and movie trailers and all sorts of other fun stuff, they live on that YouTube channel. I am also part of a podcast called On The Point. It is an Overwatch and Overwatch League podcast. And we're kind of on hiatus right now because Overwatch League is on hiatus right now, but Contenders isn't, and uh, Soim and Sue just got signed to Spark, so we may have to come back and talk about that. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, please hang out in our Discord. Come say hi on Twitter. Everything is under the Rooster team. Just come say hi, hang out, have a good time. Remember to enter the fun little contest with uh, crazy names for our squad. Uh, supporting our sponsor supports us. Head to fredhebakes.com and use coupon code the Rooster Team for 20% off your entire order. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been RVB Recall. Over and out. Mm-hmm.